think it was, I knew I'd be a businesswoman. Um, I always wanted to be, it was, again, the things you hear as a kid. I don't know how I got it into my head. I remember speaking to the, um, what do they call them in those days? The careers advisor? Career, career advisor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and having been, been given this book. The curriculum vitae. And look at different things that I might want to do. Um, and I, I always I always had an affinity with law. I, I always had a thing about law and order and just, I don't know why, I genuinely loved the law. But I remember going through this book. So, so my brain was going, oh, you want to be a lawyer. You want to be a lawyer. But I was going through this book and I found a description of a management consultant. And I just remember going, well, they made the most. Of everybody else in this whole book, <laughs> they were the richest. I'm going to be a management consultant and a lawyer. Because, you know, as a kid, you don't compromise, do you? You're like to do that but I also want to have money so I'm going to do those two things um so I knew on some level that I probably would want to be in business and I mean you know in fairness I was in a lot of ways I think I did become kind of a version of what I expected to be from a visual standpoint and probably from a professional standpoint um but I was still chubbed like yeah yeah you know, when I reflect on that time from now, I'm a little bit like, <laughs> you still didn't really know that much, girlfriend. You just knew how to put on heels. Yes. Yes. Walking there convincingly. <laughs> you know, and I would, you know, and, and I mean, in terms of the nature of the work I do, yeah, I'm pretty good at what I do. I, you know, I'll say that much because I work hard to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say my journey to really understanding myself, well, actually, my, it really started when I was 31. And that was because it that had been the first time I was single from the age of 19. Oh, okay. And the first time I lived on my own, I was 28. That was wow. Quite, yeah, I was, that was because I moved out. I mean, I moved out when I was 19. Um, lived with my then fiance. We were oh, till I don't know, it was about seven or eight years, I think. And then um, as I say, when I was 28, um, I actually lived by myself for the very first time. So that was interesting. But then I sort of, you know, fell into another relationship quite quickly and was with that person for three and a half years. So the first point at which I am truly on my own Mm -hmm. um, was at 31. And and actually, in a lot of ways, was stripped bare. And when I say stripped bare, a lot of things came uh, into a space at the same time. So um, my business failed um my relationship ended um and pretty much lost my home as well um at that time in the space of about six months darn that's stress that is um well yeah i mean i i wore that stress pretty well uh (laughs) but yeah and so it was it was interesting in a sense because, like I say, it, I, I really was stripped down, as it were. And, and actually, probably why that became something that was so important for me and my personal development was that sometimes in order for you to grow, you have to stop hiding behind things. And the reality of the matter is that, as I say, by the time I got to 30, I was fairly accomplished from a professional and business standpoint um you know and frankly I'd spent a lot of time hiding behind you know 
job titles yes. and prestige or the perception of and business suits and high heels and you know convincing language and all that sort of stuff. and actually underneath it all had never really by that point taken any time to stop and work out who I really really was because I was always somebody something I'm his fiance I'm her daughter yeah. I'm her sister etc um, so yeah, so you know what? Sometimes God just takes everything away and says, "Okay, you're gonna figure it out." Mm. And so my my thirties was a huge um, journey of self discovery. And I would say in my early thirties was me realizing how much I really didn't know about myself and how much I had to learn about myself. And then probably the latter side, uh, other side of my thirties, trying to learn it. Uh, that definitely was not fun. Okay. <laughs> the lessons generally aren't fun man, when, it, when it's to do with personal development. But without getting too personal, talk about some of the actual some of the, the actual journey. So was this relating? Did you go out? Did you go to lectures? Did you read books? Did you go into YouTube? Did you speak to your peer group? How was that rebuilding of self um, done? <laughs> Probably every all of those things. Um, do you know okay so I think initially I think initially it was working out what sort of working out what I didn't know because you know I suppose I can articulate it now I would say to people emotions are a signpost so they're not a destination so your emotions simply say oh yeah we're going in the right direction this feels good mm-hmm. but we're not going in the right direction this feels bad but I, but I learned to look at it like that. And as I say, it's not the destination. And so I think I just understood that things weren't right and I'm not feeling good. And, you know, I need to understand myself a little bit. And initially, you know, if I'm being completely honest, we, we're just going to put it out there. Sorry, mom and dad, don't watch this. Um, <laughs> but actually, initially, it was actually more about a sexual liberation and exploration. It was very physical to start with. Yeah. And then... Fortunately, that didn't last too long. But what that then led me to was you you start tripping over things in life. So, you know, for example, one of the things for me that I'd say in the last 10 years has really been a source of, let's call it contention, is relationships. Mm -hmm. And frankly, in all of my early relationships, I was the person who walked away. Um, and there was a point when I kind of was a bit like, particularly after the, the, the three and a half year one, and I was a little bit like, okay, I've got to work out why this is, why, why am I doing that? What, what is it about? Where does that start? So it started in a space of asking myself questions, you know, am I going for guys that I don't really like as much, or as, am I changing? And then we're becoming less compatible, like what's going on? Yes. Um, and, and then, what you what happens is initially i think is you start off by blaming everybody else oh, well of course you externalize yeah. it all first this is it so you're like no you're perfectly fine he's mad mm. that's why i have to leave him it's it's understandable but then as time goes by what you start realizing is that you're attracting similar people into your life um, could be, you know, could look different, could come with a different profile, has a different CV, but the energy on some level is the same. Yes. And 
on some level you're you're repeating this cycle of results mm-hmm. so i started to recognize those patterns i'm going okay i'm seeing a pattern here and if there's a pattern i'm the common denominator yes the... so then it then i sort of embarked on i suppose a space of research and because i'm a bit of a researcher by nature i'm one of these people where i get I, I sink my teeth into a new subject every so often and then i have to consume everything yeah. about that subject and then i'll move on to the next thing and so excuse me, at that point, I did start to explore how to, you know, how, how to get to know myself. And I read books and watched lots of TED Talks, lots yes. and lots of TED Talks, and, you know, really sort of entrenched myself in that space. And, and a lot of it was about the spiritual realm and asking myself the question, why am I here? And, you know, I think the questions everybody asks, you know, what is life? What is it about? Why are we going through these things? And and picking up on certain things. And then as I progressed through my thirties and started to get past that, then I started to hone in on real personal blockers. Um, And one of them for me that I'm happy to be very open about because I think a lot of us experience it, particularly as black girls and black boys, but I had daddy issues, big ones. Yeah. You're um, l- luckily, I mean, you're fortunate to have had your father in your life for, for some some period of time. Um, there are many who who unfortunately don't even have that that masculine sort of influence for a, a portion of their life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had for a long time. I had a very difficult relationship with my dad. Um, he's always been there. I, I give him that. He's always been there. Um, I will say that at times he's acted like he didn't really want to be, but he has been there. <laughs> but here's the irony, in a way, of it for me. I'm not saying it's the same for other people. But it wasn't until I got to the point where I had to get past what I needed from him or the perception of what I needed from him. So the reality is that, yes, he was always there, but I think very often what can happen in life, and it's not just parent-children relationships and in all circles, this can happen. We can often have expectations of people that for whatever reason, they just cannot do. And so my father was always a very practical father and very much the person, if I needed school shoes or if I needed you know, something very practical, Oh, absolutely. It was there. The emotional. emotional. Yes. Yeah. Not so much. And in my early thirties, I came to the conclusion that, um, and deduced that that had made me a people pleaser. And, you know, and and for that reason, sometimes I would do things not really because I wanted to do them, but because I just didn't want to make other people unhappy or disappoint them and etc and how that kept me in, in health, unhealthy spaces for maybe longer than I should have been yes and then as I got through my 30s I started to understand but actually everybody has their own experience and as I got older I get I got to understand I remember my father and I having a very illuminating conversation randomly over whatsapp <laughs> he was in Barbados and I My think favorite he, island. Oh yeah, his his too, his too. It's like his second home. Um, but he was he was over there, and he must have watched. I think it's Tyler Perry's film called Is it um, Four Colored Girls? Oh, I've heard about it. I haven't actually watched it myself. 
Yeah, and I think that I think that was the one he watched. And he messaged me and he said, Oh, I'm watching this film. Um, which one of these women do you think you are most like? Ah. Um, I can tell you that I never actually answered the question, but I did lose my shit that day. Um, I got really angry and I was almost like, how dare you? Which one do you think I'm like? Do you even know? And just went on a yeah. complete tirade of emotion and, and you know, a lot of pent-up frustration and anger, anger. at all the that I thought he was supposed to do for me that, in my perception, he was not doing. Yeah. Um, and we we talked about it a long time afterwards in the sense of he sort of said that was really upsetting for me and I said it was really upsetting for me and did la 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 But what I came to understand was that what I hadn't seen was a big part of my father's experiences in life and how those experiences had impacted the way he yeah the way he hits the world and the way he looks at the world and interacts with it. So the point being was what, for example, was my perception of what my dad should have been doing to protect me. I didn't understand his version of protection because it wasn't my version. Mm. But as I got that, I learned to separate that. So the irony of it was it got to the stage where I no, no, I no longer needed that, um, what would be the word, that validation from yeah. him. I no longer needed him to acknowledge what I was saying or to go, yes, you know what, you're right. You know, Acceptance. for a long time. Yeah. I, I came to that point of going, no, he is what he is, mm -hmm. and this is what it is. And I don't need this to heal those aspects of me. I recognize them. I can do the work. Um, and then, as is the case with many things, I let it go. And then all of a sudden that acknowledgement came and that recognition for well, maybe I can see how and why you were angry with me, but these are the reasons why I've struggled to interact with you in those ways and yeah. et cetera, you know? So ironically, it was as soon as I almost didn't need him, if that makes sense, yes. that all of those answers became clear. And I mean, I will say this, I spent probably two to three years simply focused on forgiveness. Because if you ask me the question at age 34, 35, would I ever be able to forgive my father? My answer would have been no, mm. never. And, but then there came a point where I realized the damage that that lack of forgiveness was doing to me. To and you. To me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I forgave him from a very selfish space. <laughs> I can be honest about that. I forgave him when I realized the damage it was doing to me. Yeah. But the effects, it, it's the ripple effects, you know, it's its its not just affecting you, it's affecting people around, you know, it's just affecting necessarily the, 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 the one ship that you're trying to attain. Exactly. And so going back to something that you said really, really early on in our conversation and, um, and alluded to, this is when I realized that even in, that, that to an extent, I hit a bit of a glass ceiling. And that glass ceiling was one where until I addressed specific areas of healing within myself, I was not going to be able to ascend any further. And that was going to be, you know, and I feel like God has a way. I, I use the term God and universe interchangeably, by the way, because for me, it's the same thing. Um, but for me, I feel like God has a way of, 
forcing you at times to address certain things yeah. and knowing that professional growth at the time was a massive driver for me it was almost like I felt that this energy came in and said you're not going one foot further you're not going one foot further or one foot higher or none of it until you deal with you mm-hmm. um and you know it, it changed the trajectory of I think a lot of things for me and the way that I see the world and the way that I interact with the world. And that's when I started to talk about things like authenticity and, you know, um, and, and, and understanding scarcity in a different way. And I've been honest with you, I'm even going through a journey right now where I'm actually unpicking a whole other layer of stuff that I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of things we've moved out of the way, but we've just discovered some new stuff. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part. I mean, you know, I would say to people, self-healing and self-development is is literally like unpe- it's like peeling an onion. Oh yeah. You know, the layers just keep going and going and going. And you think, oh yeah, I've got to the core of it now. And then you go find another 10 layers. <laughs> exactly but as you as you've said i mean it's it's part of the education of of this game quote unquote we call life this is this is it it. it's 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 the highs the lows the 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 indifferences you know the the relationships that could have been the relationships that never ever ever happened you know all of those uh, uh are snapshots and portions of your book of life um what you're describing which is so so powerful um forgiveness you know uh, it's it's a word that's thrown around quite loosely at times but when we really look at it and look at the the power of of true forgiveness and and what it truly means especially in a, a mother daughter father daughter son interchange that relationship or a sibling relationship at some point going through those journeys you know your 20s 30s which are vital points in your in your time when your brain is still funk you know forming into its mm-hmm. into its final stage you know 26 27 maybe 30 it, it, it's vital to really get onto the 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 path of self-exploration and development you know you've had the your teenage early teenage years you know to to explore oneself you know to have relationships to court you know unfortunately not many people court these days but it's tell me about and that's such a big issue no that's a real problem it's a real problem i mean the last relationship i was in uh i actually and it might sound like I've gone back to an old pattern, but I haven't. Um, but I, I actually ended that relationship at the beginning of this year. Um, and fundamentally, the reason, which might sound strange to some people, but the fundamental reason for me was because I was asking this man, who are you? Mm. And he could only tell me what he was. And, um... And the more he couldn't answer that question, the more it was answering the question. Yes. And I don't, and I only hope that there comes a point where he really understands that. Um, 
that that's what it was. And, and I, I say that because it was a difficult period. And like I say, some personal things, challenging things happened during that period. And I lost a baby. Wow. And yeah. off the back of that, I think, so I think for him, it, it's in his mind, it's like, oh, because we lost the baby, well, you know, that, that was it. She kind of yeah. went, you know, loco and that was that. But it wasn't really that for me. What it was, was I was looking at him at this point and saying, life is challenging and life is going to bring challenges and life is going to be this unpredictable space where you know things could be great for ages and then you just never know what can come and blindside you so what matters to me is not what you are I don't care about the titles I don't care about the accolades yeah. I don't care about those things what matters to me is who you are and why who matters is because that's the difference between life coming and happening to us and that folding everything completely and collapsing everything or life happening to us and there being that sense of understanding and knowing that we have a foundation mm -hmm. that we can build that allows us to build up from it. And bless him, I just, he wasn't ready for that. It's uh, it's unfortunate. Rise in paradise to the uh, the child who um, never got to make it into the, the three dimensional realm that we're we're currently in. But sometimes it's it, as I've alluded to, you know, and as you know, it, journey, you know, time, seasons, reasons. Um, it, it, and, if it, and go on. After you, Mademoiselle. No, no. All I was going to say is, you know. It's funny because from a journalism standpoint, a big part of what I do is tell stories. And, and most of the time it's telling other people's stories or allowing them to a platform to tell their story. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting to me, again, goes back down to this idea of understanding yourself in that it's really interesting the story you can tell yourself and how that can marry up with the story. And I say that because a very un an unexpected emotion that I had, because um, obviously grief and all of those things are what you expect to feel. But something that was really unexpected for me was I remember at one point being really upset that this had to be part of my story. Mm. And that might sound really strange, but it, I, you know, I, there was a point when I really was. I remember thinking, I don't want this to be part of my story. I don't. I don't, I don't want that to be one of the points of life Indeed. you have to it when it is because it's life yeah but it goes back to that point and that's why I suppose I just look at it as this is school because the way I operate right wrong or indifferent I have to apply meaning to things and when I looked at that I was like okay what what happened or what could have happened um that wouldn't have happened if this hadn't have happened. So it was like, what, what driver is this putting in me now? Or what yeah. change is this making me want to make that I probably would not have made had I have not had this experience? I actually, and it's funny because in my early career, I helped a lot of women set up businesses. And one of the things that I would find with women in business in particular, it was always driven. It was always driven by a cause, a force. 
something happened so they did this one woman who always comes to mind is i think of one woman who set up a very successful fitness um uh, platform for mothers and babies because she suffered with postnatal depression it had got really really bad and one of the things that helped to lift her out of it was exercise yes want to leave her baby behind so she created a space where mums could exercise with their babies and i mean she's got like this massive franchise now that's across the country doing really really well there's always cause and so it's a shame sometimes that as human beings we have to have those moments of force that change our course yeah I kind of look at it in a lot of ways. And for me, my, my baby was my blessing in that sense. She changed my course. And I have enough understanding of myself to know that had that not have happened, certain other things also would not have happened. Mm. All part of the journey. All part of the journey. And, and it's it's looking at the experience. It's, it's having the experience and, and trying to understand, understand, overstand, like, what was this lesson for? Yeah, and, and what can I do with it? Mm-hmm. How can I take this energy? Because at the end of the day, life is still a gift. And, you know, whether that life is for two weeks, 10, you know, 10 months or 10 or 20 years or 50 years or 100 years you still have that gift of life and it's like well what do I do with it because I can put this somewhere and it always be this negative sore spot or I can make this something that I can say actually is in her name and in all honesty had she not given me a kick I mean probably one I would have preferred not to have but had it not happened certain things happened as well and and that helps me to to reconcile with the whole situation but you know the journey to self is important and everything else is a tool and whether it's money or whatever the case it is it's just a tool and actually what most of us don't realize is how much our outer world is reflective of our inner world and so people who I coach if you don't like what's outside of you look inside Mm -hmm. facts it's 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 that reflection what what's up in the heavens is reflected down here on you know on this plane of existence um it's it's a beautiful troubling tumultuous time to be alive right now i mean none of our four parents ancestors have have ever had the opportunity or even dreamt about being in such a time where, you know, as we, we, we've spoke on the technology aspect, the connectivity, you know, just think our four parents used to get in boats and stuff and travel to different islands to, to converse, <laughs> you know, or to see people. Now we can, we can use technology, you know, it's, it's, it's looking, looking on, on, on the brighter side of things. I mean, we've, we've kind of got into a little bit of, of, of your journey, a little bit <laughs> of it, Mademoiselle. <laughs> um, and it's powerful. I think you've got so, there's so much lessons out of what, what we've, we've just discussed. I think, you know, there's, there's, there's so much um, food for thoughts, um, ex- personal experiences, which people can, rel- I, can, I can imagine so much people can relate to so many people um trustfully they were not just hearing they were listening 
and can you know take some bits and pieces which can you know trustfully be that that jigsaw piece puzzle which was in their life which were kind of like oh but now they've got that piece to complete an element of their life and make make it a little bit better yeah i mean firstly let me just say i re i really do enjoy your oxymorons i find them really quite amusing um <laughs> thank you and um, yeah i do but as an aside i don't know i mean i find comfort in the space of we are eternal spiritual beings having a human experience and with that being said i believe that there are genuine lessons that we have given ourselves to say these are the things that we want to learn and they're not always easy to take but i think there's times that when you just recognize that listen to the whispers and and and, and going back to the, i suppose almost the main point that we've really sort of circled back to is taking the time to know yourself means that you know and you feel the change very quickly or use an do, do you work out noble yes indeed right okay so i think you may understand this i think people who work out get a very good sense of how their body feels mm -hmm. uh, because you get to the stage where well of course if you particularly if you're building muscle or whatever you you know you're ripping them all the time and allowing them to build and so on so two things that i think happens um, and, and two things I've definitely learned amongst others through working out is number one, your growth comes from discomfort, but sometimes unfortunately, and mm. number two, um, you actually learn about your body in, in a way that I'm not so sure you get the same insight when you don't regularly exercise. So you know which muscle's stronger than the other, you know which parts of the body are a bit weaker than the other, you know your good bits, bad bits, all that kind of stuff. And I think you get to a sense of that before it becomes, oh, I've got a bad knee. Yes. It's a little, well, actually my left leg's a little bit stronger than my right one, you know? Mm -hmm. I say all of that to say that when you get to know yourself, physically as soon as something changes within your body you feel it would you Inst say that's a instantly statement? yes yeah because you now know that space and maybe what would have happened previously to you working out regularly is that it either would have taken you longer to feel it or it would have got bad before you took note of that change you might have sensed it but not really done anything about it whereas that sort of snapping into your body on a daily weekly basis whatever means that something changes you feel it instantly when you get to understand yourself on an emotional space and on a and, and, and more so in a spiritual space you also know when something changes you feel it mm -hmm. so for example you know I'll, i can be very open i'm about to embark on actually some stuff that I've never really done before. So my whole career has been centered around business building and, um, you know, finances and the financial industry and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And something someone's been, well, people have been saying this to me for so long. I do a lot of stuff behind closed doors around femininity and feminine energy amongst black women and how we reconnect with our feminine energy mm -hmm. and why it's so important for us to do that. Um, and so 
I'm about to sort of start a little venture around that um, called femininity at well yeah femininity at 40 and I've purposely kind of targeted it around the 30 to 40s age because I feel like that's where we have lots of single women who yes 100% 100% lots of masculine energy running around uh you know and frankly and I, and I do love my sisters but lots of foolishness too mm-hmm. I'm like it's time for us to challenge each other in a safe space you know I'm sorry the boys are not welcome to this conversation mm-hmm. but it's for us challenge ourselves in a safe space and for women to understand why their femininity is a strength and not a weakness and how we misuse masculine energy and think that it's strength and it's not not for us anyway so but I've got to be honest with you for me that's actually a really scary space to step into because it's just not my comfort zone and it's not a space it's not something you can train for it's not something you can say I've got a qualification in or I've got loads of experience you know at the experience being I'm a woman who I like to consider is a reformed feminine woman and recognize now what feminine energy looks like feels like and how to be in it more um but that fills me with fear like I'm just I'm not even going to pretend it's the unknown young lady it is the total unknown it's petrifying but you know the, the, the bit for me that helps me to understand that there's progress is 10 years ago, I would have felt the same fear and I probably would have tried to force my way through it. And I was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday um, who I asked for a little bit of guidance from and I expressed that to him and he, and he said to me, you know what, fight the fear, just fight the fear and do it anyway. And I said to him, no, I... I'm actually at a stage where it's not me, it's not about me fighting the fear, mm-hmm. it's simply me feeling the fear and knowing that that's what I'm feeling, still knowing that I'm going to keep taking a step at a time, I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Every so often I'm going to need to hold on to the side because yeah. I'm going to feel a bit wobbly. But I'm. But for me, fight is a masculine stance and it doesn't aid me Mm. feel is what aids me and so it's just me being able to be honest and centered and authentic enough to say this is my real position and where I really am but be okay with not being okay and being okay with being uncomfortable totally it's 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 embracing and accepting the false evidence appearing real you know trying to look at it as in in a logical standpoint rather than allowing the emotions to drive the energy in motion to drive your your plan and to say look no of course I'm going to be scared this is new I haven't done it yet you know once I do it three or four times you know consistency is is one of the keys to success um consistency is is a um a way to make you proficient never perfect but proficient in what skill or task you are doing so it's it's being honest with yourself it's um allowing the challenge not the problem the challenge to um to embrace the situation in essence well exactly but and and like i say just feeling it and being okay with feeling it you know as i say many years ago i wouldn't have wanted to admit it I'd just be, you know, silently 
going, you must do this, you, must, you know, and, and gritting my teeth and doing all of that. And instead, I'm happy and I'm open to admit that's how I feel. And like I say, when I feel like I need help, I'm also very happy to reach out to say, I need a little bit of help. And sometimes that's just simply holding my hand. It's not always, you know, very complex. But as I say, it's, for me, that's part of the journey and it's just another layer of the onion. But I'm grateful to be in a space where I at least feel like I know myself enough to know when something shifts. Because then I can do something and I can experience it and I can move through that feeling and be in a better position to let it go. So I'm not walking around with grudges and, this you know, all the, yeah. Or that, that lower vibration or that, that, that lower energy and stuff. No, we, we want to be on a positive, higher level. We want to try and grow and develop self. Um, I trust and pray that your, um, your new venture that you're stepping into will be um, of a success. I think Thank it's, you. you're most welcome. I, I think it's most definitely needed within our community um, and then potentially for the wider community. But, you know, um, there's some, there's, we do have some issues in that area we need to resolve on the feminine and the masculine side. Uh, I mean, there is manhood training, uh, manhood academy that, that you know, that. Uh, the London group and they're coming up to Brahman. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. trustfully that can evolve. I mean, that's mainly aimed at the youth, but you know, maybe we can look at looking at some of these 20 to 30s to 40 year olds, you know, putting some kind of program into, into place because definitely the idea is to, to nurture the seed, to create the foundation. So, you know, the, the seed can grow into a, you know, into a flower. Um, but we can also potentially change some of the ones who have, you know, who have been on the path for 20 years, you know, going down the, going down the left path rather than the right path. Um, we, we can't just forget about them. We, we, mm. we, we've got to try and. And I think, I think people, I, I, one thing I see is I see human nature trying to be human. I don't know how else to put that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see people wanting so, like I see men wanting so much to seat in their masculinity. I see women wanting so much to be seated in their femininity. The problem is, is we can only do what we're shown. And if nobody's ever taught us and if no one's ever shown us, then that those examples are not there. And one of the things for me is I don't underestimate what displacement has done to our communities. And I, and I say that wholeheartedly. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, I think, for a different day. Mm -hmm. But whenever I was out there talking about let's celebrate Windrush, I, I wasn't really celebrating it, to be honest with you. And why? Because my argument was we have a whole generation of men and women who don't know their parents and didn't get raised by their grandparents in the way that they should have done because of displacement. And, you know, people call that Windrush and migration and how it was brilliant, but really, was it? Mm -hmm. And all it was was a repeat, as far as I'm concerned, of what slavery did. It severed families. It severed not just the physicality of us being together, but it severed those emotional, those mental lessons, the, the things that your grandmother was going to tell you when you were sitting by her knee, having her your hair combed when yes. your mom work it severed those 
structures. And I think it speaks to a lot of what goes on in our community now, particularly when we look at the relationships that we have with between each other and how do we start to heal and repair that? And first of all, it's recognizing that in sitting in our cell memory is not just the pain of our own generations. We're sitting with the pain of historical generations. And when we talk about breaking those ties, it means doing the healing once and for all. So sometimes there's lessons we're having to learn in this lifetime, you know, that are not just our lessons, but if we don't learn them, we're going to pass them down to the next generation. At what point do we stop that? So I'll be honest with you, Noble, I can't do anything about the boys, you know, but I can try to share what I have come to understand with the girls, with the ladies, so that if we do our part and you guys do your part, who knows what we can do together. Can, we can build a nation, sea star. That's exactly what we can do, you know, on, on the, the, the feminine side and the masculine side, without a doubt. Um, I will not take up any more of your time. Uh, it's it a been very a, interesting conversation. It Quite definitely. I, I thought so. I thought so. I've got two questions for you. Very two, two very quick yeah. questions before we depart. Okay. okay. First one being, have you had fun today, Mademoiselle? Uh, yeah, it's been very interesting. Like I say, I, I didn't expect things to take this direction, but this is what happens when you just open the floor. So yes, thank you, I have. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, you've kind of alluded to this already, and I, I know you'll have a perfect answer for this one. Please tell us, young lady, who you are, but do not tell us your name. Oh, okay. Well, I am an antisocial social person. <laughs> <laughs> Very oxymoronic there, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm an antisocial social person uh, who uh, loves and hates people in equal measure. No, I'm joking. Um, do you know what? I'm actually just a pretty chilled person who uh, likes to have fun in life. I love to learn um, and really love to see people light up and to be in a space of shining their light unapologetically um yeah i i i care and, and this is going to sound like a really strange statement to make but i'm going to say it anyway i care to the extent that anybody who wants to grow i will do everything in my power to help them grow and i'm grateful for being in a space where I have been allowed to see people grow because that has impacted my growth. But when all of that's not going on, I'm just basically a girl who likes to chill out and look pretty from time to time. <laughs> a girly girl, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Give thanks, Easter. Truly enjoyed the conversation. Please throw out any social medias, websites, where people can get hold of you, all that good stuff. Okay, well, if you want some free business and finance advice, then um, check out the radio show. It's called Financial Style. On Instagram, we are simply Financial Style. The website is financialstyle.media. Um, and through the website, you can find copies of shows, I think, for the last 18 months or so. Um, I also have a podcast called F Style, which is a little bit more diverse. Uh, so we don't just talk about business and finance there. We talk about 
funnily enough, femininity, masculinity, mm. all sorts of um, so that's kind of a bit more of a labor of love. And then if it comes down to the professional side, so if anybody actually did want to check out what kind of wealth um, coaching I do, I also do couples money coaching um, and help them to, you know, get intimate in their monetary space. Um, <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> well, yeah, do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. We've got, we've got to come together. There's ways we can do it. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do sort of a range of coaching from group to individual stuff, as well as couples. You can check that out on my website, mauritiusstevenson.com. And um, anything that's more personal or pertaining to me, you'll find under Marisha Speaks. Excellent. I will make sure I have links below in the description. Trustfully, everybody uh, has enjoyed the conversation. Make sure you go over to the Instagram page and to the website and frequent like up the something. If you are interested in the services, you know, very capable and willing um, person to be able to, um, you know, do what's necessary. Please do like, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend tell another friend to tell the family you know to tune in jump on the train and you know let's drink from the cup of uh, righteousness nicely put <laughs> <laughs> thank you again for your time um and we will catch you on the rebound absolutely thank you can go to college and be fully focused but go to church and fall asleep when the bible open how come you can lie and tell your kids not to and when they grow up liars you say it's them and that it's not you how come you can smoke but tell your son that it's wrong as if he don't want to be like you when he's grown how come you can have more than one chick and be cool with the drama but get mad when dudes cheating on your mama how come you ain't married but you saying that you want it five years same house two different last names on it how come you tell your daughter to live with some respect but you dress skimpy, loving with men, breaking their neck How come you can have sex and it's not a ring on it But get mad cause he don't want a ring on it, huh? How come you can't see that your body really a gift This a real life story, your actions right in the script How come? How come? How come? How come? Cause when it's all over with Said and done, you gon' be right back, right back at one. Asking yourself, how come? How come? How come? How come? How come? We entertained by the things that chain us. Ain't got excuses not to chase with a changes. How come our daughters loose? Parading after bangers, giving brain like they brainless, screaming, Mama, buddy, famous. How come mama don't care? Like baby, get your paper, better shake what mama gave you. That's all that I was taught. How come? We ain't teaching them how to walk, how come? We still losing the battles that Martin fought, how come? The only leaders that we got Being a telly-telly with a hook of smoking pot If these children are our future, does that mean our future shot? I'm shocked at all these people perpetrating at the top Singing murder, 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 then give that glory to God Thank you for this Grammy, it's all a freaking facade, how come? Daddy won't go out and get a job I know we got his dreams, but we living out our car, how come? 
How come? How come? How come? Cause when it's all over with, said and done, you gon' be right back, right back at one. Asking yourself, how come? How come? How come? How come? How come? How come?